0: This is Theology Refresh, David Mathis here, Desiring God's Podcast for Pastors and Christian Leaders, and we are privileged to have with us today Zane Pratt. Zane, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Zane is the Dean of Missions and Professor of Missions at Southern Seminary. He is a theologian, missiologist, practitioner. He has spent uh, years of his life in the heart of the 1040 window in Central Asia. That's right. And now he's back in the States and he's teaching, and we have the tremendous privilege to talk Islam with him today. Uh, we're assuming most of our listeners have just the, the very basics uh, of Islam, if even that, in their minds, and we want to start at a very basic level with what Islam is and explore some of those aspects. It would be helpful for us as Christians to know and think about and have callings confirmed or birthed or check our own hearts and how we apply the gospel to this massive block of people in the world. So Zane, when you begin to unfold the reality, the religion of Islam, to people at the lay level, in churches, to pastors and Christian leaders. Where do you begin?
1: One of the places I like to begin is by pointing out some misconceptions that I've found prevalent among mm-hmm. American Christians. There's a tendency to think that Muslim and Arab are the same thing, mm-hmm. and they aren't at all. Um, Arab is a language and an ethnicity Uh, Muslim, or Islam is the name of the religion, Muslim is one who practices Islam. That's a religion. And while it is true that most Arabs are Muslims, all are not, uh, there are actually some historic Christian communities in the Arabic world, and the vast majority of Muslims are not Arabs. Uh, If you think about it, the Middle East is not a very densely populated area, but the Muslim world extends from Morocco on the Atlantic coast all the way over to Indonesia. And so the most populous Muslim countries are, in order, Indonesia, Pakistan, Bangladesh, and even India, all of which have significantly more Muslims in them than the Arab world. So don't don't think those are necessarily the same thing. But as I'm talking about Islam, uh, it can be summarized actually fairly neatly Mm -hmm. uh, as six doctrines and five practices. Uh, It is, in some ways, a fairly... Uh, Straightforward and simple religion. A a Muslim believes in one and only one God who has no partners, no equals, and who is not triune. And they believe in God's prophets, in God's books, in God's decrees, in God's angels, and in the final judgment. Now, sort of unpacking that a little bit, uh, Islam states that humanity was created by God, but denies that sin has any lasting impact on human nature. Mm. So yes, Adam and Eve sinned, they repented, they were forgiven, they were right back where they started out. Mm. And, and they believe that every human being is born uh, spiritually neutral and capable of obeying God. So really the, the emphasis of Islam is on instruction, not redemption. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're able to do the will of God, then what well, you just need to know what that is, and hence the whole I, the, the the central role of prophets in Islam, and they would count uh, Abraham and Moses and David, uh, John the Baptist among the prophets of God. They would count Jesus mm-hmm. as one of the greatest of the prophets of God, but claim that each one of those those men proclaimed a message that was then corrupted by their subsequent followers, and so God sent Muhammad to sort of straighten out the record. Mm-hmm but that what Muhammad taught was identical to what Abraham and Moses and David and Jesus had had taught. So the Quran is simply a repetition of a message that's been given from the beginning. And it is very much, there is one and only one God. He expects you to live a uh, a, a moral and righteous life. He demands that you worship him and him alone, and you will be judged. That That pretty well summarizes it. Then you express it through the five pillars the confession of faith which is there is no god but god and muhammad is his prophet uh, the prayers that are said five times a day giving alms uh, going to mecca at least once in your life on the pilgrimage and then the month of the fast uh, during which you only eat uh, after the sun goes down so those are the practices Those are the doctrines that really summarizes the
0: Islamic religion. One thing that seems to make Islam uh, such a a difficulty, perhaps, in relation to Christianity is so much of what you just said was kind of developed in contradistinction to Christianity. As opposed to, say, Hinduism or maybe Buddhism or types of animism, Uh, Islam was informed by some of Christianity in its development Uh, Is that correct?
1: That is absolutely correct. It's the only major world religion that has a built-in apologetic against Christianity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that there are specific references in the Qur'an, for example, that God could never have a son, uh, that God has no partners. Uh, It actually has one dialogue when God asked Jesus, uh, did I ever tell you? Uh, to tell people that you and your mother are gods alongside me? Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, May it never be. I would mm-hmm. never say something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, there's stuff built in. And then also the built in apologetic of where Christian scripture contradicts Islam, uh, they are taught that we changed scripture. And so they just say, Well, your scripture's corrupted. It can't be relied on. The only reliable one is the Quran.
0: Um, some of the major issues that for Christians should be aware of as when engaging with particular mm-hmm. Muslims, um, the manuscripts and the, the changing of the Scriptures seems to be one of those. Right. What are some other of those we should be aware of? Well, the,
1: the, the big public issues as far as they're concerned are uh, the Trinity, the deity of Christ, the death of Christ. Mm-hmm. They deny that Jesus died for the most part. Um, and then the corruption of the scriptures. There actually is even in the Quran an explicit statement that substitutionary atonement is impossible, that everyone stands or falls on their own record, that no one can pay for someone else's sin. Mm-hmm. And so the conception of salvation uh, is fundamentally different. In some ways, uh, behind those issues, one that's not so much in the public view but I think is, is, is critical for our sharing the gospel with Muslim is the under, Muslims is the understanding of human nature, mm-hmm. uh, understanding the reality, the depth, and the consequences of sin, uh, is absolutely critical. Uh, we, we we've jokingly said that you have to get a Muslim lost to get him saved, and a large part of that is getting them to confront the biblical understanding of the severity of sin, uh, the nature of sin and the fact that you cannot balance out sin
0: mm-hmm. by any number of good deeds. It sounds like that the things they disagree with go to the very heart of what we believe. It's it, it's the correct. central things. And that, at the, at the surface level there's the shared monotheism, right. but it it varies so
1: quickly right when when you get into it. Yeah, one of the things that sometimes sort of amuses us is people say, well, you know, Islam and Christianity teach basically the same thing. And the most charitable thing I can think is you you either don't know one, the other, or both, hmm. if you're going to mm-hmm. say that. You're right, we use a lot of the same language. Uh, certainly Muslims would claim that we are from the same basic spiritual heritage as uh, being a religion of Abraham. Uh, but when you dig at all below the surface, you realize that we fundamentally disagree on essentially
0: everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, another reality in in recent years is the increasing number of Muslims in the United States. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, in Minneapolis, we have thousands of Somali right. Muslims in the city of Minneapolis. Uh, at times, we'll engage in conversation on the street. Any counsel for, for those in engaging in one of those conversations? Uh, is it worth going down the trail of talking about manuscripts and the corruption of text, or, or where would you... Uh, counsel us to, to seek to pursue?
1: Generally, I have not found, certainly not to the, at the very beginning, that it's a very helpful line of approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me say just a word about Muslims. Uh, I profoundly disagree with Islam. I love Muslims mm-hmm. and actually find them to be some of the friendliest, most hospitable people in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, our experience in living in the Muslim world was that they were much better neighbors to us than most Americans have been Mm. when we're here in the States, certainly far more hospitable. And I think the image in the American mind that all Muslims are gun-toting terrorists who would yearn to kill Christians, it could not be more false. Mm. Uh, So don't be afraid of them to begin with. Uh, They're great folks, and they can be great friends. They are often shocked upon coming to the United States with how unhospitable we are. Mm. And simply showing care and concern and hospitality opens a lot of doors. Uh, I don't I, I've actually read studies that the vast majority, for instance, of all international students who come to this country never get inside an American home. And that's there's just no excuse for that mm-hmm. uh, for those of us who 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 trust in Christ. So show hospitality, show friendship, reach out, show you're not afraid of them, that you care about them, that you love them. The other thing is, that in much of the Muslim world, uh, totally the reverse of America, the two things you're supposed to talk about in, pri- in, in polite company are religion and politics. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I prefer to avoid politics in talking with them, so that's fine. Talk about religion and salt your language, salt your conversation with biblical references. Um, they find that very normal, very uh, acceptable. Uh, they do it themselves very often, and the Word of God has power. So what we have looked at in, in talking to Muslims is Muslims are a long way from understanding the gospel, and their whole worldview is, is skewed, different from a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. So it is, it is necessary, generally over time, to give them worldview input from yes. Scripture yes. about who the biblical view of God is, who the biblical view of humanity, well, what, what it is, uh, the, the necessity of sacrifice. Uh, as atonement for sin. Uh, Even exposing them to the the sayings of Jesus and the the activities of the life of of Jesus. Uh, Even though they're told that we've changed the scriptures, you actually quote scripture and it has tremendous power. Mm -hmm. So we counsel people, love them, take your time, Mm -hmm. be willing to be in it for the long haul, uh, give people a lot of biblical input. And to summarize it, just about everyone I've known who's come to Christ out of Islam has done so after prolonged exposure to the Word of God and the lives of Christians.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it does seem that uh, there's, there's some barriers here that aren't going to be crossed by accident. Just because I'm in the same city of Minneapolis with Muslims doesn't mean relationships are going to be very natural. There's, there's a kind of uh, some in significant intentional efforts to be often among them, and intentional efforts to cross a border, Mm -hmm. cross the sea. This is a a kind of demanding uh, or intentional ministry that's needed to reach Muslims.
1: That is absolutely right. Uh, So in a city like Minneapolis, yeah, you're going to have to position yourself. Uh, You're going to have to place yourself where you're going to make relationships with them. You're going to have to reach out, show initiative. Uh, And the vast majority of the Muslim world lives in overwhelmingly Islamic settings. Mm -hmm. So we have to place ourselves there, and of course, most Muslim-majority countries do not permit uh, open missionary activity. So that means you're going to have to do so some way other than applying for a missionary visa and going that way.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, boy, there's just so much to say here, we're just ve- even not even getting touched the, the surface here. Uh, other places you'd send us, for those who are listening say, I'll, I want to learn more, are there some simple places you'd have us go to get to get more of, about Islam.
1: Okay. Uh, a good secular book that summarizes Islam is John Esposito's uh, Islam, The Straight Path. Uh, for issues of, um, of ev- evangelism among Muslims, uh, Thabiti Anyawile's book, The Gospel for Muslims, is an excellent little resource. Uh, J.D. Greer's book, Breaking the Islam Code. Another book that's not as well known that I highly recommend is by Robert Scott, and it's called Questions Muslims Ask. Hmm. And it gives the primary objections that Islam raises to Christianity and helps to answer them. Those are some good places to start.
0: In particular for the, the pastors, Christian leaders listening to us, what word of counsel or advice would you have for our leaders in terms of how they think or how they orient on Islam for the sake of their Christian leadership?
1: I would say lead your congregations to love Muslims and not be afraid of them. Pray for them and engage them wherever you are. And you will find them almost anywhere. Uh, Even in small towns in America now, you'll find Muslims. So love them, pray for them, and expose them to the word of God. Thank you, Zane. Would you pray to close us? I'd love to. Father, we thank you that you have brought Muslims in contact with Christians here in this country. And we thank you that uh, far more than in years past, you have placed a burden on people's hearts To take the gospel to muslims even in their homelands father i pray that you would raise up more and more christians uh, who yearn to see the gospel spread uh, throughout the whole house of islam father we pray that you would do what only you can do in breaking down barriers opening hearts uh, in in bringing people to faith in christ who now are in islam and father i pray for your body in this country that they would overcome the prejudice that so often exists here toward Muslims and lead them to love Muslims in a way that would model the gospel and soften hearts. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.